Hey Alexa, what's the definition of hustle? To be aggressive, especially in business or other financial dealings. You're listening to the H for Hustle podcast, designed to inspire future entrepreneurs to take the leap from working for someone else to pursue their passions and side hustles and turning them into full-fledged businesses. My name is Jerome Fenton. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Every week, I'll be speaking with an entrepreneur that has taken that leap. We'll be talking about the lessons they've learned and how they've turned their passions and side hustles into full-fledged businesses. H for Hustle Podcast, welcome back. Another illustrious episode up ahead. And on today's episode, we have Sarah St. John. And this episode reminded me of this quote that I heard from Winston Churchill. And the quote goes, success is the ability to go from one failure to another with no loss of enthusiasm. On this episode with Sarah St. John, we go over that. Sarah went from one thing to the other to the other to try to find what was the thing that works best for her. And she didn't lose enthusiasm along the way. She just kept on going and trying and reiterating and trying. And a lot of entrepreneurship is about figuring out and reiterating and retrying different things. And her story is really, really, really about that and today's episode we're gonna go into Sarah's story and cover how she went from that one thing to the next thing without loss of enthusiasm um, and what she learned along the way so I'm not gonna take up much of your time let's get into that episode right now boom H for Hustle podcast welcome back we have another illustrious guest Today, we have Sarah St. John, the founder of The Frugalpreneur. Sarah, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So, Sarah, um, if I was to uh, meet you at a dinner or something and say, hey, what do you do for a living? What would you say? What would your answer be? (laughs) Well, uh, I do have a podcast called Frugalpreneur, Building a Business on a Bootstrap Budget. And basically through that, I help people realize that they can start a business particularly an online business uh on a tight budget and and the different options for going about that um and the tools and resources they need for that um that's kind of my starting point um i do have a podcast production agency called podseam and yeah i'm kind of starting to go into all things podcasting working on a course just came out with a a book about podcasting and and whatnot but um initially the goal is to get people to realize they can create an online business and got it so where did you uh when did it was the moment where it clicked for you when you was like i need to start an online business how long ago was that so i've been an entrepreneur for over a decade and kind of the way it all started was it was in 2008 eight and I had had six different jobs that year not at the same time but over the course of the year and things so just, just like quitting jobs and going to another quitting job going to another yeah it was like one of them was a sales job and mm-hmm. so I was let go after like three weeks because I wasn't hitting the right numbers mm-hmm. and it was just kind of stuff like that like yeah. things just weren't working out it wasn't really me quitting so much as like it just wasn't working, <laughs> working out yeah <laughs> trust me I know what you're talking about <laughs> and so I was like uh, I I would like to be my own boss have my own business so I started a photography business because I liked photography okay 
And I did that for about seven years, but realized that while I like taking photos of like um, architecture, animals, landscapes, things like that, I didn't really like taking photos of people. But Got that's it. so. Were you doing like events, or were you doing like mm-hmm. still portraits and stuff like that, or just mostly events? uh mainly portraits and weddings okay got it oh stressful wedding yeah uh, yeah a friend of mine is a photographer and he did like three weddings and he was like never again he's like there's mm. great money in it but he's like there's just too much chaos for, for him to like get into so I definitely right. understand what you're saying um, yeah. because you have to deal with going there going to the event you're also losing your whole day taking pictures of people having fun while you're not having fun <laughs> exactly oh yeah. man So after the photography, what did you do next? So I realized, you know, well, first of all, I realized I didn't like taking photos of people and that's where the money is, but Mm -hmm. more so is that it was expensive to maintain like with camera equipment and all that stuff. So I was wanting to switch over to an online business because the overhead wouldn't be as much. Yeah. Not nearly as much. So I started researching like different options and I kind of tried several different things like I had a print on demand t-shirt company and I did drop shipping and affiliate marketing and blogging and just all these different things gotcha. and in the process of doing that I, I discovered all these tools and resources that are either free or really affordable mm-hmm. um, and and I was like I, I feel like I could write a book on this to save people time like researching this stuff on their own I could just put it in a book and I was actually in a Dave Ramsey uh class called financial peace okay and and that's about like paying off debt and saving Mm -hmm. and all that and I was like okay all the these ideas are good but what about making more money by having an online business to help with that and for some reason the word frugalpreneur came to my mind Uh and I was like okay I think that's what I'm gonna name my book and then while I was writing the book I was like I should launch a podcast with the book to like kind of coincide with it or extra marketing and stuff yeah but it was like in the process of doing the podcast I I realized I was enjoying it more and getting more leverage from the podcast than even the book (laughs) because book book writing is so like insular and isolated while podcasting is is more community and talking to others stuff like that right yeah and the podcast was supposed to be like a short-term thing just yeah. to, like maybe 10 episodes or something like that I was interviewing like the founders and stuff of some of the different products that I had mentioned in the book things yeah. like that but then yeah I just loved the conversations and connecting with people and that people were actually finding me and sending me messages saying that they well, they love the show. So I was yeah. like, hmm, maybe I'm going to stick with this a bit longer. <laughs> you know, one thing that you said that was really interesting, just for a second, um, is that you said you tried different things, mm-hmm. drop shipping, you know, um, blog writing. And, you know, you, you what were, why were you able to, because some people are scared of just even trying. How did you just, you, you, when did you know, all right, blog writing's not for me. I tried it, but it's not for me. How long did you stay at each one of those things? Um, well, I mean, I think part of the problem is the shiny object syndrome that I think a lot of entrepreneurs have where yeah. you might start something and then you find out about something else. You're like, Ooh, I want to try that. And, um, but it was, I mean, I guess it was thing when things certain things I tried just weren't I mean they were affordable to to do yeah 
but the time that was spent doing them it didn't really balance out i didn't think yeah, it felt like you're almost like back at a job like trading time for money again yeah exactly yeah right. um or or like in the case of drop shipping i mean i guess it depends on what you're drop shipping but i was doing like onesies like baby onesies yeah and so maybe i'd make five or ten or something dollars per sale which over time if you have a whole bunch of sales yeah that adds up but i mean without a bunch of marketing dollars behind that and ads and stuff i mean yeah it's it gets hard a little to tough. yeah it gets a little tough quickly especially when your your margin is only five dollars you know and then sometimes right. you have to squeeze that down to like maybe even three <laughs> so it gets a little tricky yeah. um but the fact that you were able to try you know try new things and, and i kept on till you actually found what you like because you tried a whole bunch of things, so you're like, oh, book writing. Oh, okay, I could do this. And then, oh, podcasting. Oh, I can really do this, you know? And mm-hmm. then that's where you went from there. So I actually like the fact that you try, because a lot of people are even afraid to just take a shot at trying something. Yeah, um, yeah, I never really had an issue with trying. I think I may be too good at that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what happens after you find podcasting and you start interviewing people? What happens next? Um, so then I, I was, I, well, I still produce my own show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I enjoy doing this. I'm relatively good at it. Um, you know, why not get paid to do it for other people? <laughs> yeah. And plus the overhead costs for podcasting is mm. relatively low to get into. Oh, yeah. The barrier to entry is pretty low to get started, especially with the advent of like Zoom being such a big thing. You might just need a $50, you know, snowball mic and you're in the game, you know? So right. it doesn't really take much um, to kind of get started. Um, so you, you get, you started helping. So what was your first client? Like, I guess, helping other people doing a podcast. How did you land that first one? Um, well, I mean, I just started Podseam, okay. which is my podcast production agency, like, because I just came out with a book uh, earlier this month called Podcastpreneur. Okay. So yeah. I launched the business with the book. Okay, got it. So I'm still working on on that. Um, I was going to do some Facebook ads, but it's being weird and not letting me do it. <laughs> so I'm like waiting on Facebook support, which takes forever. But um, so currently I'm just like getting the word out through just now through the podcast and whatnot. Okay. Um, but my goal is for that to be like the main thing that I do other than, you know, obviously having my own podcast, but as Got far it. as the money maker, I guess you could say yeah, the yeah. business. Um, so, yeah. And I've talked with a few, like, it's interesting because I might be interviewing someone and, and somehow that comes up and they're like, Oh, well, I might need that. And so it's, it's yeah. interesting the connections you can make. Yeah. And podcasting relatively um, has become a very, like, um, big thing, you know, like you see the Spotify's of the world getting more into podcasting, Amazon just announced that they're opening up their, their podcasting distribution, um, you see these big deals that are happening, Spotify buys Gimlet and, you know, um, Sirius XM buys Stitcher, so podcasting is becoming a thing that is going to be here for a very, very long time, um, because you see all these big companies, you know, jumping into wanting, you know, part of it. Um, it's going to become like radio in a sense. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, um, you know how every company really should have a, a website. Well, I think yeah. every company at a certain point is going to need to have a podcast. Yeah. It's it, it's just another mode of 
I guess, marketing or getting your, uh, finding an audience, getting your voice heard, and even like the connections that you can make through podcasting. Yeah. And also like, say for example, you want to connect with, well, it depends on what field you're in, but let's say you're in business and entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. If you want to connect with some big entrepreneur, uh, and, and say you didn't have a podcast and you were like, um, can I have an hour of your time? I have some questions. <laughs> never, never going to happen. <laughs> they're either going to not respond, they're going to say no, or they're going to say, yeah, but it'll cost you this much money. Yeah. Whereas if you have a podcast, I mean, there's some people that are so big that they still won't respond or come on, but, but there's a lot of people that you wouldn't be able to get. Yeah and then you can get them on their show and basically pick their brain for like an hour and it's like free one-on-one consultation (laughs) yeah it's exactly i tell everyone everyone should have a podcast just because of what you learn from people you know and you know you now have a connection with that person that you never would have had before you know a lot of the people that i've interviewed now have their numbers i can text them we talk you know go back and forth over email i can ask them a business question and they feel fine answering it so i tell everyone like it's great even if you're in a niche industry like even if you're like a brain surgeon you know you have a brain surgery podcast like you get to talk to all the brain surgeons and everyone who deals with the brain like it's a great way to get into almost any industry and also get the, the thought leaders in those industries to speak to you, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, a great space. So, um, and so now what are some of those tools that, you know, our audiences, those people who are, they're on the sideline, they want to make, they want to, they have a side hustle, they want to do something. What are certain tools, I'd say three tools that you've seen along your way that can help somebody start an online business? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and some of the tools will depend on what online business route you're going but obviously you need a website okay uh so you can get a dollar domain at one and one.com mm-hmm. um believe it or not that's where h4hustle.com is actually registered and oh, i did yeah. it for a dollar as well yeah that's <laughs> so, where i get all my domains yeah <laughs> and then uh you can get a free website through wordpress well you do have to pay for hosting and that can be like three or five bucks a that's, month yeah. um and then you know, you could even create like a logo and Canva for free or pay five bucks on Fiverr. Yeah. Um, but, and then once kind of you have the website, then, I mean, if you're doing drop shipping, uh, and for people maybe who don't know what that is, that's, you're basically like the middleman between the customer and the wholesaler or supplier. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know if you've talked about that on your podcast. No, I haven't brought anyone on the show that does drop shipping, but drop shipping is, yeah, you you explained it perfectly. You're the toll booth between one person (laughs) and the other. You created a brand on the other side where people see, like you said, your baby onesies. Mm -hmm. They want to buy the baby onesies from you. You say, okay, great. You purchase it. The customer purchases it from your website. You then go and order it from somewhere in Alibaba and mm-hmm. send it to the customer directly. So you hold no inventory. You're just you're just the middleman that captures the money in between. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You don't uh, you don't even have to ship it out yourself. The yeah, the wholesaler so does it. It's and literally you, Amazon. That's what Amazon is. There's one massive right. wholesaler. <laughs> There's one massive middleman. <laughs> yeah. And and so the profit margins. I mean, because you're getting it wholesale, you're you know, you might get some for two bucks that you yeah. could sell for 20 bucks. But anyway, so if you were to do the drop shipping, I mean, I started with a Shopify store, which that's like 30 bucks a month. Um, and then 
I used an app called Oberlo, O-B-E-R-L-O, which was free, but it mm -hmm. like connects you with the wholesalers and the products and stuff. But then I wanted to reduce my monthly expense. So then I switched over to WordPress Yeah, and then just got a, um, a plugin called Alley Dropship, which yeah. was like, I think a one-time $69 fee versus a $30 a month fee. So, um, so you know, for dropshipping, you could do something like that. Like with affiliate marketing, you really, which you could use through blogging or podcasting. Yeah. You really, there's like no expense there. And yeah, and, it's just building a brand equity and then mm -hmm. affiliate marketing. And you'd be surprised how much people, I was watching Wendy Williams show with my wife and I realized that Wendy Williams is an affiliate marketer. I didn't uh, even know that because at the end of her show, towards the end of her show, she brings on products and people talk about these products. And then at the end it says, oh, if you want these products, go to wendyshow.com slash whatever. And it's like, hold on, Wendy's just doing an affiliate marketing. Like this is, this is exactly what it is. Um, That's so, awesome. So the bigger the audience, the more you can sell to your audience, your affiliate code or whatever the thing is. So, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people who listen to podcasts have heard that, you know, go to promo code Squarespace or Wix or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And I think social media management and scheduling is pretty important it saves a lot of time i use crowdfire yeah for that it's like 10 bucks a month uh and then like if you want to run giveaways you could do that for free with king sumo um oh there's a new email marketing platform that i just discovered that's also by Flow the people desk i uh, know it's called send fox send fox okay and Never it's it. yeah it's free it's pretty new it's free as well it's by the same people who do king sumo and what I like about it, especially for a content creator, whether you're a podcaster, a blogger, or a YouTuber, is you can put in your YouTube link or your RSS feed, and it'll automatically generate weekly newsletters with your new podcast episodes or blog posts. And it just sends them out to your list and it's free. What? Yeah. What? yeah. What's the name of this? Hold on a second. You still, what, what, it takes your RSS feed and then it just generates a actual um, link, uh, like, a, like an email for you? Uh-huh, yeah. Wow. So it takes your podcast description and makes an email for you pretty much. Um, yeah, like it'll have the image art for uh -huh. that particular episode. Because I create a new... Um, image for every episode yeah me too yeah and then it'll have like it'll give a little description of the episode and then have a link for you for the person reading the email to click and then it takes you to like maybe that blog post that has or or the direct link to the yeah to like apple or yeah you know, spotify or whatever they listen to it on that's pretty yeah. awesome i gotta look into yeah. that that's it, really great yeah it saves a lot of time so i would i would say of because you need to start an email list when you start an online business, regardless of what you're doing. So I would almost say that that's probably my number one recommend, besides having all the website stuff up and going, that SendFox, especially if you're a content creator, uh, is probably the way to go. Like that's. So let's talk about that for a second. You said building email lists is really important. How has um how did you start off building your email list you know let's say i'm one of the listeners listening right now i mm -hmm. you know i don't i don't have much connections i don't have much friend i mean i have some friends but how do i start building an email list how would you suggest you know i want to build it online and i want to start youtube i want to do affiliate marketing 
but how do I build the email list? What would you say the first three steps to doing that is? Uh, so, so what I do in my podcast at the beginning of every episode, I say, if you haven't already, please be sure to pick up my for my three books for free at thesarahstjohn.com forward slash free. So then that they go to that link and they would enter in their email address and then they get all my books for free, like a PDF version. Yeah. Um, so it's a value exchange or a lead magnet. So they're getting something and then you're getting their email address to then grow your email list and, and to market to them, you know, further on down the line or send them updates. Um, so like in a podcast episode, you could do it that way. Got it. Um, or you could do ads like Facebook ads, like free download or um people use like quizzes is a new kind of popular thing yeah where it'll be like leads them to a quiz on their website and then to get the results of the quiz they have to put in their email <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 i've seen that on like millions of websites like the five love languages or the mm. four habits or whatever like the only way you get the answer is that you you take the quiz but the only way to get the answer is by putting your email in <laughs> got it yeah. so you have to create some sort of thing that's a that, that that's an exchange for them to mm -hmm. actually get the email um would you recommend someone just starting and going through their own personal email and just putting a whole bunch of people they've you know interacted with in the past and start off that way um actually i mean you could email them individually and say hey i have a new business i'm starting an email list do you want to join they could like opt in or whatever mm -hmm. but as far as like taking all the email addresses that are of people you know and then putting them into your email marketing platform that's probably not advisable because i think that i think that goes against like the you can't just like add people into your they have to they have opt into yours Got yeah it. okay so i guess the first thing would be build something that you can do a value exchange for mm -hmm. then once you have a value exchange you then ask for their email for that for mm -hmm. that value whatever that thing is and then from there you build your email list and how mm -hmm. important has your email list been for building your business it's very important i i would say that's the number one thing because you know, like a lot of people, they might have like a Facebook group or something, but the thing is, is that's like on rented land and, mm -hmm. you know, who knows how long Facebook will be around or if they new algorithms or if they shut stuff down. I mean, they're always doing new things. Yeah. And so if you're growing, like, I know people who they don't even have a website for their business. They just have a Facebook page, Yeah. but, it, but it's like, well, what if, you know, you just never know. And so with an email list and with an, a website, it's like you're, own, you're owning that land. Is, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you could lose all your contacts and customers if Facebook does something weird or, or wherever. Um, so, yeah, you need to be have a place to have a way to contact everybody yeah exactly i mean it makes perfect sense you said it. it's like renting someone else's property versus owning your own and the great part about it is that you can own your own for so cheap these days <laughs> i mean three dollars a month plus one dollar for a domain um you know you're in it for about twenty dollars for the whole year thirty dollars for the whole year um and you can start building your platform there um so um 
Can you give us a time that, you know, being an entrepreneurship, there was an actual, t- being an entrepreneur, there was a tough time. There was a moment where you're like, I don't know about this shit. Maybe I should just go back and get a job and be told <laughs> what to do. And how did you overcome that? So could you give us a time that that, that was that's something for you? Oh, I, I think there's been several times because of just all the different things I've tried. And sometimes I'll just be like, okay, I've tried all of these different things and none of these things are working. I've been doing the entrepreneur thing for, well, I mean, the photography business was successful and the, and I had an online travel agency that was successful until COVID because uh, then I had to cancel all my bookings. So yeah. then I, I actually closed that, that down, but um you know, so just times where I'm just like, when, when am I going to find one? Well, I, and I have finally found that thing podcasting yeah. and everything associated with it. Uh, but just off and on throughout the whole over a decade now, I've just been like, so where did, where, how did you find like the courage to keep on going? Cause again, you know, you're in the, entre- I mean, online entrepreneurship is the future, but again, there's like you said, there's so many things and mm-hmm. you can have this shiny, shiny Sibjum object thing looking everywhere for what your thing was. How did you get past it and keep on trying, you know, like a couple of things worked out for there's two things that might've worked out your travel agency, the, the photography thing, but then you're trying seven other things that didn't work out on the back end. How do you keep finding the energy to keep on going to the next thing? You know, and I've asked that myself, like, how do I, how do I have this drive to keep going? But I almost feel like I don't really have a choice. Like I was, I mean, I don't know if this is actually scientifically true, but I feel like I was like born that way. Like it's in your DNA. Um, So it almost feels like I don't have a choice. Like, okay. I don't know why I thought of this, but (laughs) I recently heard a interview with Lady Gaga Mm -hmm. and she was talking about um, like at times she doesn't like being famous and doesn't want to be famous because of, just everything that comes with it you can't go out and do anything um and so the interviewer was like so why do you keep doing it and she goes I don't have a choice like I was born to do this I have to do this like it's just not an option yeah like like fame is a byproduct of me getting to do the thing that I really love to do is there's nothing else that I I'm brought here to do but this so the byproduct of it is fame and I got to deal with that side of it although although it's like a trade-off you got to hate it but that's at the price of what it takes to become who you are right exactly so that's kind of how I felt like when things get hard or things don't work out and it's like, well, how many more businesses do I need to go through and how many more things do I need to try and how much longer is this going to take? I'm like, well, I don't really have a choice. This is just, this is just just the journey of who you are. And that's, that's awesome. You said that um, because it is a part of the journey, but it's like going from failure to failure without losing momentum. Is there a thing in you when you get to that point where you're like, oh, another thing that I tried that isn't working, drop shipping, fuck drop shipping. How <laughs> am I going to go into the next? How, what, is there a thing that you do? Is there a book you read? Is there a podcast you listen to? Like what gets you to say, you know what? That didn't work out, but it's time to go to the next thing. How, is, there, is there something you do to just go to the next thing that quickly? Oh yeah. I mean, I read so many books um, 
like probably at least one a week sometimes I'll read one a day for a while <laughs> like I just have so many business books I like to read uh or podcasts as well okay. like if I get an idea for like maybe I want to go to affiliate marketing or maybe I want to start a, uh, a course or whatever I'll find podcasts specifically about that topic and listen to a lot of them um and then how do you get past the failure because a lot of you know mm -hmm. i'm hearing my audience right now they're like but like i did this thing and it didn't work out mm -hmm. and you know people like they kind of wallow in the failure of that thing uh, not working out how do you how would you advise them to get past that hmm. yeah and see for some reason i've never had that problem myself like i guess i just kind of just keep going like i yeah. get frustrated but it's not like I, I spend much time wallowing in it. So I guess for the people that do, I mean, I think when you have another idea already, then it, it's easier because then you know what direction to go and, and yeah. what books to read and podcasts to listen to and whatever to educate yourself on that thing. And then you start doing it. But I guess in a case where maybe someone doesn't know what thing to, to try next, uh, I can see where that would be an issue. Um, and I guess in that case, I mean, I don't know. I guess you start researching online, like different, what other things you could do Got and it. maybe kind of spark your brain to like. Because mm -hmm. it start. seems like that's what you do. You just like, mm -hmm. all right, something doesn't work out. What's the next thing? Let me go dig deeper into that new thing, figure out ways that I can do it and just start applying yourself. Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. So, you know, again, some of our audience is listening. You're the, you got your web, your podcast is called the frugalpreneur. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of people who are broke and down on their luck right now. Um, what would you recommend them to do? You're starting a business on a budget. What would be like the first five things you recommend them to say, you know, COVID happened, your business got shut down or your job is gone. Now you have you know, finite resources, what five things would you recommend them start doing to build their business out right now? Uh, well, the first thing would be to figure out what you want to try okay. because there's so many options. Like I said, you know, like drop shipping, podcasting, blogging, affiliate marketing, there's so many, or even like coaching and consulting, mm -hmm. you know, so maybe the first step would be to figure out, well, what do you want to try? What do you see yourself being successful and good at that you won't get bored of okay um like maybe you're an expert at something or maybe you had a job before covid for example where you did a certain thing well is there a way you could turn that thing into maybe a course or a podcast or something where you can like teach other people that thing mm -hmm. um so yeah so basically first establishing what you, what want, you to want to do, do. <laughs> right and then you know number at that two. number two would be you know do, getting your website set up all that stuff like the domain the the uh, website the logo all that stuff the third thing would be the email list um the fourth thing would be a, a social media presence okay um and then the fifth thing would probably be creating a lead magnet like we had talked about a way to get people onto your email list um and so that maybe, could be like an ebook or mm -hmm. a podcast where you offer some sort of value or something of that sort to bring right. them to you yeah like a cheat sheet or a checklist or an ebook yeah there's 
a million different things you could do that's quick, easy, and affordable, something digital that you can give someone to get on your email list. Um, And then like, for example, say your business isn't in podcasting, but it, it would probably still be a good idea to start a podcast as Mm -hmm. a way to, to market or reach more. Yeah. Promote or a blog maybe though. I think podcasting definitely does better than even a blog these days. Um, But some kind of, or even YouTube videos, like if you're, if what you're, if it is in the business of teaching or something, YouTube, especially like for something visual, uh, is a good way to get. So we, we got figure out what you want to do, then create a website, the branding, the logo, all those things that are attributed to having a website, work on building your email list, building up all your social platforms, um, and creating a lead magnet. And it seems like only thing that costs you any money on this list would be your website and your domain. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> because program what you want to do is free your email list, like you just gave a great website. What was that website again? Sinfire? Sinfox. Sinfox. So Sinfox, uh-huh. um, social, uh, your social platforms are all pretty much free. And then creating a lead magnet, like you said, there's a ton of different ways to create a lead magnet. And most of them you can create through Canva. Canva, mm-hmm. you can just type in lead magnet. You probably see like some right. ideas already that pops up in there. So that's that's great advice uh, for someone who's starting out. And again, those activities, besides one of them, all of them are pretty much free to do. Um, right. Yeah. So, and you could start off there. And then some people would say, don't even build your website first. Um, just start on the social platforms until you have the funding to kind of go from there. Um, but that's really good advice though. I think I tell a lot of people right now, like you have some sort of skill set. You worked in corporate for X amount of years. That means you're a good salesperson, good marketer, good brander, good whatever it is. And there's a lot of people wanting to learn your actual skill set. Just think of it like you got paid to learn marketing, let's just say, for the last 15 years of your life. You're a pretty good marketer. You know how to do it. You understand the ins and outs. Just take what you've learned, break it down, and then try to repackage that to sell to someone. You know, there's a lot of people that uh, has been really good at that. Like, I, I even tell people Pat Flynn, like, he, mm-hmm. his business, his first business was literally creating a study guide for architects. And he created a study guide that people wanted to pay for it and because the architecture test was so hard or whatever the case may be. So you can always just choose one thing, try to create it, and then market and push yourself from there. Um, so that's really good advice. Um, how has being an entrepreneur um, changed your life or impacted your life? Uh, positively or negatively? Because I think there's both. both. I'd say give, give us give us two two for each. Okay, so actually I'm going to go with negative first because that came to my mind first for okay. whatever reason. <laughs> uh, well, there's a lot of people, you know, not everyone has the entrepreneur brain, so you might be around family friends your spouse whoever who don't really get it and and they're like why are you spending so much time and maybe even money depending on the case uh you know doing this thing and over and over again and what are you getting out of it and when are you going to see a pro you know they just don't get it um so i'd say negatively just the impact it has on relationships because they don't really get it or understand um 
And most of the time, they're just trying. They they're seeing something in themselves that they had they failed at, and they didn't continue. And they want to protect mm-hmm. them, protect you, or they want you to have the same feeling as them. Sometimes that's what it, a lot of it is that too. And also, they're protecting you because they think that they they don't want you to just go through pain or something. <laughs> I know that happens yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You never know. There could be a variety of reasons, and everyone's yeah. different. But um, and then positively. I mean, just how creative you can get. I feel like it stretches your mind. Like, I think part of being an entrepreneur is just being creative with the different ways you can do things and what different things you can do. And just, I, I just feel like you're always learning that way. Yeah. Like you're always getting educated and, and then plus the connections, like uh, at least through podcasting anyway, the connections you can make with different people and then they might have a connection to so-and-so and and it's almost like a snowball yeah um (laughs) definitely is um i would definitely say that you know that if you want to be an entrepreneur you have to be a lifelong learner like Mm -hmm. you always have to be willing to learn take in you you can't just say you know what this is my skill i'm done this is all i do you have to always looking to you know, even if you're, I give it an example, if you're a plumber and you're a damn good plumber, you might have to learn how to market. You might have to hire someone to do QuickBooks and learn how to manage people because, you know, to grow your business, you're going to always have to keep learning different aspects of business. You know, you can't just be like, I'm a good plumber and that's it. And it's like, it doesn't <laughs> work like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Always learning. Yeah. Always <laughs> learning. It's like a lifelong learning adventure. Um, so thank you so much for that. Um, now what would you say to someone who's sitting on the sidelines? They're like, you know what? I hate this goddamn job. You know, (laughs) I can't do another day of this shit. What would be the advice you give to that person who's just sitting on the sideline, hating what they do and they want to do something else? Well, I mean, I would, uh, one thing I would say to not do is to just up and quit your job because you got to have, uh, an income coming in. Mm-hmm. unless maybe your your spouse or something is making enough to support the family I, I suppose you could do that but for most people um so just I mean if you know what you're wanting to do or what you're wanting to quit your job at some point mm-hmm. to run your own business and once you know what it is that you want to do I mean just keep kind of look at it as the light at the end of the tunnel yeah like just keep doing whatever you need to do to get more listeners or subscribers or uh you know customers and clients and whatnot and once it's at the point where it replaces your income you know i think that's kind of the light at the end of the tunnel that's the the goal is ideally to to get your business to where it can replace your current income or at least at, or at least get to the point where it can pay your bills. <laughs> yeah. Got you. Where it can be at least even. Right. Exactly. And then you can start thinking about, you know, do you want to quit right away at that point? Or do you want to wait another year to make sure it's stable? And, you know, that's up to each individual person, of course, but I would say just, you know, keep looking at the end of the tunnel because it's the light at the end of the tunnel because it's there at some point you know you just yeah it, it's tough <laughs> <laughs> i think we've all been there at some point or another yeah, definitely 
Um, all right, so if you can give people a, a resource, you know, a book that you read that impacted you, uh, maybe a podcast that you listen to on a regular basis, a website that you currently go back and forth to, one res- a few resources that people can check out um, that helps you along your entrepreneurial journey, what would be some of those resources you can recommend? Oh man, there's so many books. Um, have you heard of Russell Brunson? Yes, he's the okay. guy who created... Um, uh, click funnels click funnel there we yeah. go yeah there we go yeah he has three books out called um dot com secrets expert secrets secrets and traffic secrets and i love those books like they're so I, i've read all of them like at least twice they're just so powerful like yeah. yeah like get to the you feel like you know your 10 or 20 dollar book you're getting like a two thousand dollar education right there but um and then i mean there's plenty of books there's um oh man rich dad poor dad by robert kiyosaki okay. there's um i wish i wish i was in the room where all my books are so i could like read some of them off because it's yeah, yeah. like there's so many um but but those are three yeah. good, those are four good resources, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and all the books from, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Russell Brunson. Russell Brunson. Yeah. yeah. Um, is there like a podcast or something that you always listen to that motivates, inspires you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen to Smart Passive Income, pa- okay. Pat, Pat Flynn. Flynn yeah. <laughs> Entrepreneurs on Fire by John Lee Dumas. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Um, the one by Amy Porterfield, um marketing made easier on i think she changed the name of it i can't remember now exactly i have it in my phone <laughs> but um online marketing made easy i believe it's called Let's, it. i mean i'll, I'll throw the, disc- the links in the description for this podcast <laughs> just in case uh yeah you said amy and, porterfield right mm-hmm. okay yeah and and then i listen to a lot of like niche podcasts that are specifically about podcasting or course creation or whatever uh but as far as kind of more general broad entrepreneurial those are the ones i would gotcha. uh, recommend and then of course uh, my podcast as well okay. <laughs> for, for people on a budget <laughs> and then um i had i guess mentioned this earlier when i was using it as an example but um my three books are for free at uh, the sarahstjohn.com forward slash free got it and those three books what are they what are they, what are they about what are the titles of those books uh the first one is frugalpreneur how to launch manage and market an online business for under 100 a month yeah and then authorpreneur how to self-publish a, a book and then uh my latest one is podcastpreneur how to produce, promote, and profit with a podcast. Wow. So, I mean, it's a chock full of information. If you want to be an <laughs> entrepreneur online, if you want to write a book, mm-hmm. and also if you want to start a podcast. And they're all free? Yeah, the PDF version, yes. Got uh-huh. it. So I'll link to that um, on her website in the description so that you can actually go there if you want to do any one of those three things. I definitely say recommend um, and check those out. Is, is there one parting word or thing or a quote that you like that you know that you like to say or motivate you all the time that you can leave with our audience um well one word of advice that i have that i've recently discovered about myself is that uh, for i was noticing that i was spending so much time learning which in the beginning is definitely important and you should always continue to learn educate but if that's all you're doing and you never implement what you're learning it's like what's the point Mm -hmm. 
so I recently implemented this concept of for every hour I spend learning, I spend another hour implementing. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I encourage people is that when you're first starting out, you probably, you should probably be spending more time learning, but at a certain point you need to start implementing what you're learning. So try to balance the two of learning and implementing. Otherwise yeah. it's a waste of time. Yeah. One of my mentors always said, read one chapter of a book and then go execute what that chapter of the book just said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that's good. Yeah. He's yeah. like, and then once you executed that, then go back to chapter two. And I was like, what if it's just a prefix? He's like, I don't care. Whatever <laughs> it says, just start reading, start doing what the thing says right afterwards. So um, that's pretty good advice. Cause I think sometimes get people get the analysis paralysis. They, I need to know more. I need to know mm. more. It's like, you have everything you need to know and just go ahead and start now. Mm -hmm. exactly and that I think you know whether it's my books or like the Russell Brunson books in particular I think it does a good job of that it's like you read that book and you have so much information to go on that you know you could start implementing it right away basically right, yeah yeah and you should mm -hmm. right <laughs> yeah, got it all right so I want to say thank you so much for being a guest on the show thank you so much for impacting our audience um and um what's your website that people can go check you out at uh com, and that's sarah with an h and then st john is s-t-j-o-h-n and the podcast uh that's actually uh well it's on all the podcast apps but okay. you can go to the com forward slash podcast and that'll pull it up oh, as well got it okay cool well i do want to say thank you so much for being a guest thank you so much for being on today oh well, thanks for having me i appreciate it appreciate it, appreciate it.